Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. This is episode 89. I'm your host, your friend, your tour guide. I don't know what you want to call me, uh, but my name is Justin. I'm so glad you are joining us, especially if you're brand new to our podcast. If you stumbled upon us uh, either just by accident or from our YouTube page, I'm glad you're here. Here on the weekly podcast, we just dive into scripture, usually about 8 to 12 minutes of just looking at little tiny uh, sections of scripture. We've been going at a snail's pace through the book of John. We are actually on part five, um, but we're having a good time. We're learning a lot, um, and we are not even done with chapter one yet. And we won't even finish chapter one today, so don't get your hopes up on finishing chapter one today. Hey, speaking of our YouTube channel, I, I hope you know that a couple weeks ago we, we made a shift and we started uploading uh, brand new videos every Friday to kind of supplement our podcast, and, and we've been in a series on how to study scripture, and so there's two episodes already out. There was one coming out this Friday. Um, it's been a lot of fun, um, and so if you are interested in that, uh, go check it out. When I started in college, um, I didn't know much about the Bible, and uh, because of the things I learned in college and throughout the years after college, I've learned how to to study deeply into Scripture and really get the most out of Scripture and really get the most out of what God wants to say to me. But it hit me the other day that that you shouldn't have to go to college. You shouldn't have to go to a Bible college and get a, a degree to know how to study Scripture. And so um, that's what the whole series is really about is practical ways you can really dive into Scripture. Uh, you don't need to have fancy computer software. You don't have to have a bunch of books uh, because you can do it all on your own for free. Um, it's not difficult. And so that's what I'm looking or uh, talking about in that series. And so this week we are actually going to talk about how to do word studies, how to how to look up things in the original text, the Greek and the Hebrew, and, and really get the meaning out of that. And we're going to actually uh, see that play out in today's uh, Bible study, but we're going to go into depth on how to do that. You don't have to know Greek. You don't have to know Hebrew to be able to uh, look at the original text, and that's something so cool, and I think God probably designed it that way because he knew 2,000 years later we wouldn't be speaking Greek and Hebrew, but he's given us the resources so we can still understand what he wanted to say to us. Hey, let's dive into the book of John. Today we are in chapter 1 still. Let's look at verses 29 through 34. It says this, The next day he, and now if if your Bible is like mine, right above it, it should tell you who the he is talking about. I've drawn a a circle and a line connecting the two because they're immediately right above each other and below. Um, The he was John, John the Baptist. So the next day, John the Baptist, he, he saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. 
Now, real quick, just notice that, that when John says, uh, this is he whom I said after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. That is a literal word for word what he said back in verse 15. It says this, John bore witness about him and cried out, this is he of whom I said he who comes after me ranks before me because he is before me. It's a direct connection. So if you're like me and you marking your Bible all the time, I highlighted those in blue. I put a box around them and then I drew a line connecting them so I can remember that, that John really did say that. He said that, that that I've already said this, and this just backs it up. I love those little connections. But but today, I really want to get into uh, some of these wordings that j- j- the, 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 the apostle John uh, uses while writing uh, this. Because it's so interesting that, that uh, John, when he writes his book, he, he refers to us as children of God. And he refers to Jesus as the Son of God. And there's a huge distinction in these, even though in modern-day English, a son is still a child. And so child is like a gender-neutral form of like saying son and daughter. And so, um, but we kind of miss out on uh, something really significant here. Um, and so what, what I've done is I've gone back into the Greek and I've, and I've kind of looked up the words that John uses when he's writing this. Uh, when he says the word child, like we are children of God, he's using the Greek word technon. Um, it means child. It actually is used like to mean like by birth. So, so you, you're a child by birth of your parents. Now, it's interesting in Scripture that how it says that we have been adopted um, and, and we are now heirs and we are now children of God. He's adopted us in, but he sees us as his children. He sees us as ones that are by birth, his biological children. But the word used for Jesus, the Son of God, is this word huios, H-U-I-O-S. And it means son, but it's, act, it's used, the literal translation is actual male. Like the, 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 the main male. And this would often be used as the, for the oldest son, uh, the one that received all the inheritance. Um, but, but John uses tegnon to describe our relationship with God. Like we're the children of God, but he only uses that word huios to describe Jesus. And, and we see that John continually gives his reader this key distinction between us being children of God and Jesus being the Son of God. There's this big difference. Um, a lot of times we, we see verses like, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. But then we see that we're children of God and we get kind of confused. Like, how did he give his one and only Son if we're his children too? So so I want you to think about it this way. A, a technon... Uh, is reliant on their parent. Like, like you're, if you're a child, you rely on your parents for a lot of things. You rely on your parents for food, uh, for shelter, for transportation. Like you can't do a lot on your own when, when you are a, like a literal child. And, and that, that is us with God. We are reliant on God for so much. But this word huios, it, it doesn't just describe like, a child of a parent, but it's this word that gives honor and dignity, this this role and position 
in the household. And so, like I said, the, the oldest child, the one that would get the most inheritance, they were, they were seen as, as the, 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 the most important child. I hate to say it that way, but, but they were. Like, uh, the, the family line would continue with the, the oldest son. And so the oldest son would get most of the inheritance. They, if the father of the family would pass away, the, the oldest son would now be in charge of the family. He would be the patriarch. And so uh, it's this word that gives distinction and honor, and it separates the, the, the most important from the rest of the children. And here's what I've noticed about the book of John, and this is where I, I, I want to wrap up today and, and, and focus on is this idea that John is all about the importance of who Jesus is. And not just how important it was that he came to earth to die for us, but his importance of his role. Like, like John starts his book off saying, like, like Jesus, the, the Word was in the beginning, and the beginning was with God, and the beginning was God. Jesus isn't just a part of God's great plan. He is God's great plan. He he is, in a sense, God himself, and, and part of that triune nature. And John puts such a big importance on who Jesus is. And I wonder, as Christians, if we do too. Sometimes we say we love Jesus. <clears throat> Sometimes we say that, that Jesus is everything to us. But it's easy to go and live our lives and forget what that really means. We, we spend so much time focused on ourselves and doing what we want. And, and how much time do we spend focused on who Jesus is and what he wants? Man, I, I don't want anything if it's not what Jesus wants. I want to be all in. And I don't mean just, just lip service. But I, I want my day to be structured around the identity of who Jesus is. John is very clear in his book that Jesus has this distinct role, this, this role that deserves honor, and glory, and dignity. And, and we would be foolish if we missed that. Man, we started this podcast as a, as a way to encourage those who, who, who were broken, hurting, lost. And, and I don't know how I would have ever gotten through I don't know how I would have ever pressed on through the hardest times of my life if I didn't know Jesus. But more importantly, I didn't know who Jesus was and really focused in on him being so much more and, and his, the glory and honor he deserves. Think about your toughest times. And you can look back on those tough times and say, you got through it, but how did you get through it? You got through it because of Jesus. There's nothing you can face because Jesus is right there with you. He's already been through the worst this world can offer. And so does he deserve glory and honor? Absolutely. Because of what he does for us, what he's given us. And so as you and I try to press through this life, Jesus stands there and he, he essentially is saying the same things that we try to repeat every single week. Keep pressing on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week as we continue diving in on in who Jesus is and what his life means for our life. I'm loving this series. I hope you are too. Can't wait to see you next week. Until then, adios.